Welcome back. I am so excited that you have joined me again in the Aligned Womb, Aligned You podcast. I'm Kate Nagai, and I am your host and womb guide on this journey. I'm here to help you to lean into the language of your menstrual cycle so that you can align yourself and awaken and activate to your womb wisdom to live the most inspired life. I am so excited to jump into this episode and to dive into today's topic. So let's get started. Welcome back this week. So this week, I'm doing something that I normally don't do. (laughs) I am recording this episode at the time of my menstruation. I rarely ever do any kind of recordings, whether they be creating content for my online studio or podcasts, speaking opportunities, being guests on people's podcasts. I try to avoid it at all costs during my bleed days because as we're going to get into, I do not have the motivation. I do not have the vocabulary skills. I do not have the energy and I'm really just not my lively self. But today well, for a few reasons. One, I didn't record this episode beforehand, but I think there was a reason for it. The universe wanted me to deliver this message about menstruation during my menstruation so you could really see the true potency and the subtle shift. And for me to really just be honest with the world and to show this side that I'm asking so many women to show that I am a different human being during my bleed. (laughs) So um, I think so often in society, we are trying to pretend that we're one person the whole cycle. And this is why we burn out. This is why we have low energy. This is why we get grouchy and we get labeled as PMSing. But really, we are just so deeply exhausted and we're ignoring that person within us. So you get the exhausted, the slower moving, the slower talking. (laughs) I feel less intelligent. I'm not less intelligent. I just feel less intelligent during this part of my cycle. And this episode is coming to you a day late. It's not Wednesday. It is Thursday morning when I'm recording this and I will launch it later on this afternoon or perhaps even this evening, depending on how my energy levels are. For this simple reason, I am in my bleed days. I am actually on day two of my bleed, which means that for me, when I really sit with it, day two, I'm still pretty low energy. You can probably even tell that in the tone of my voice. But I do kind of feel like this little sprinkle, this little touch of energy starting to reemerge back into my system. And this has been one of the cool things about me tracking my cycle for so many years and as long as I have been, is that when I first got into it, I always tracked my menstruation and my cycle, my inner winter, because you know how I like to talk in the seasons, my inner winter as being day one of my bleed and marking that as the start of my inner winter. When in fact, the truth is, is my winter actually starts around day 26, day 27 of my cycle where I really feel my body's already preparing me for the shift into winter. So I may not have my physical bleed, but everything else in my body has already entered winter. The deep exhaustion, the needing to go to bed early, the 
slight irritability when I know that I have to do something more. And so knowing this and knowing that my inner winter starts just a little bit before my actual physical bleed has given me some freedom into leaning into that and creating structures and routines that really support that for my body. And that's what I want to talk about today. Today's topic is all around how we can authentically live in alignment with our inner winter so that way we can feel like we are normal, balanced, honest, aligned human beings. Um, Because the first step of truly honoring our cycle is to be honest with ourselves about what we need and then to be honest with the rest of the world about what we need. And the only way we can get there is if we start getting comfortable with our cycle, getting comfortable that we are cyclical people, being comfortable with the fact that we have a bleed time and that it's not something to be shamed about. In fact, it is something to be celebrated and that we need to start teaching the people in our life, particularly particularly those that don't bleed, about what our needs are and how how we are so much more powerful if we are given the space to honor what our needs are here. And I truly believe that the more that we honor our bleed, the more we honor this inner winter phase, that we create acceptance around it and we actually start to celebrate it a little bit, is when we will actually start to heal All of those symptoms, those nasty, take us down at the knee symptoms that happen with our bleeds. Because to be honest, my bleed actually starts like a secret little ninja. I don't have any kind of pain anymore. And I used to. I used to end up in a merge for my my periods. And I don't now. I, I... I don't even know what's coming. It just, I know it's coming because I I track my cycle. I know exactly what day it's going to start, usually. (laughs) Um, But I, I hold space for it. And I, I don't accept less than what I need to care for myself. Because if I care for myself in my winter, then everyone reaps the benefits the rest of the month with my cycle. They really, truly do. Like me honoring this time has been really, really important. And I'm so excited to be here to share this with you and to to give you some insight and to give you some permission to be less than. So this is the Kate that you're getting for this podcast. (laughs) She's a little bit slower thinking. She's maybe not laughing as much, although I do feel myself giggling a little bit more now that I'm being honest with where I'm at and what I'm feeling. Um, But it may take me a hot moment or two to process my my thoughts. And, you know, actually, I might edit this episode a little bit less so that you can really see and process how much I am pausing and stumbling through this episode so that... There's just space to honor that I am different right now and there is beauty in that difference. So what I want to talk about in particular is the three important aspects that come with our inner winter that I think us as all women, we need to know. Because when we know this and we can create space for this, this is where we start to heal our cycle and where we start to become very empowered in not only our body, but our life Because we know what we need to ask for and we know what we need in order to feel held and cared for. Because as women, we're really good at caring for other people. We're really crappy at caring for ourselves 
for most of us at least, myself included. And so I don't, I don't, hmm. I am really good at taking care of everyone in my family and meeting all the demands of everybody throughout my cycle, even if it's at the sacrifice of my sanity, at my energy, I can keep pushing through and I often do. I am really good at turning down the volume of what my body needs. Uh, like those voices that are saying, hey, what about you? What about you? I turn them right off. I, I ignore them. Not healthy. I ignore them unhealthily. <laughs> um, and tending to everybody else. But the one thing that I have really gotten so super good at and so super clear that I need is that there is no compromising in my winter. There is no compromising myself in my winter because when I do, I actually become a pretty damn good mom in my winter, which wasn't historically the case. You know, historically the case was is that I'd be really snappy, grouchy. I would just be so resentful at everybody that I was feeling a certain way and that they were still asking more for me. And now I just take what I need this one week out of the whole month and everything actually works out really well. And in that capacity of doing that, of taking time for me, I actually feel myself actually want to connect with my kids during my winter. I don't go into this full isolation where I like hide from them and don't talk to them. There's moments of pure beauty. Like yesterday when we went to the park and I did nothing. I sat on the bench, but I actually giggled and watched them play and had fun seeing them explore the world. I didn't totally remove myself from the world. So this isn't black or white. This is, you know, true self-care for yourself. So that way you can be the center star of the stage for this one week of the month. So let's get into it. My three hot tips for living in alignment with your inner winter so that you feel seen, cared for, and so that you feel important. Okay. The first one, and this one is one you probably heard me say many, many, many times, is rest. Rest is so incredibly important. Our body is doing so much work right now. It is literally flushing out our uterus. It is removing lining. All our hormones in this moment have to completely drop in order for the brain and the body to register that this elimination has to happen. Like there's so much or so many moving parts. Like it's an orchestra happening in our body in order for this big event to happen. It's a pretty big event. And with all these hormones dropping and for this process for our uterine lining to actually release and let go and shed all of it, not hold on. Because when we hold on, that's when we get things like um, fibroids and you know, infertility issues. We want everything to clear out of that. So it's like this whiteboard that's being not just erased, but then has the spray cleaner being sprayed on it and polished up so it's brand new. Like think of the whiteboard after spring break. It's nice and clean. And that's what we're trying to achieve here. And so in order to do that, we need to rest. Our body is doing so much. There's a reason why we feel tired. It's asking us if it can, if we can physically just be still and not use that resource so that the body has that energy resource to do what it needs to do. But when we start to power through and we start to go into our everyday patterns and ignore and bypass the body's messaging, 
is that we're then using this precious energy that the body needs. And so then it needs to find energy somewhere else and it can't find it. So either it doesn't eliminate properly or it amplifies its message to us by creating debilitating pain so that we have to stop in the tracks so that we have no choice but to to sit still because we literally are in so much pain or we're taking in so much medication to kill the pain. So rest is so important. Now, here's the thing. Looking at my own personal cycle, like I had mentioned, my rest actually begins on day 26 or day 27. It depends. My, my cycle's been doing this wonky thing for the last six months where some months it's 28, some months it's 27. On those 27 days, it's day 26 that I really feel the exhaustion hit. So listen to your body and when you feel like there's been this drop that you're like, whoa, I don't know what happened. Did I get a really bad night's sleep? Like I just am feeling so run down. I also feel often very like I'm getting a cold or I'm getting a sore throat. Like those those thought patterns or those felt senses in the body often happen the day before my period. That's the other way I know my period is also coming is that I'm like, ooh, am I getting sick? Like I just feel like that rundownness in the body. So when you start to feel that, that is your cue that it is time to enter your metaphorical red tent. (laughs) And we'll have another episode all on how to create the metaphorical red tent. But for this one, think about like, what can I do so I can rest? And if you really can, I highly encourage you, like take time here. I am pro calling in sick from work if you need to for the first day of your bleed. The more that we can do to rest and nurture our body, the more energy we're going to have throughout the whole other, all three other elements of our cycle. And we're going to be powerhouses. But if we ignore this, every other part of our cycle is going to be a little bit more sluggish. So I encourage you, what can you do to rest more? That might be calling in sick. That might be working a half day. That might be working a full day, but doing the bare minimum you have to do at work. You know, not talking to clients, closing your door, maybe just doing filing, you know, doing simple tasks that don't require a lot of brain and energy or a lot of outward exertion. Um. And then in that rest time, really give yourself permission to just do whatever you need to. I think sometimes we get uncomfortable with rest and we're like, well, how do we actually rest? Do I go to sleep? And rest isn't necessarily sleep. Rest can be so many things. For me, when I when I go into rest mode, sometimes it's when my husband comes home from work, I say, I need to disappear for two hours. And I sometimes just literally sit in my bed and stare at the wall. I just have to go numb for a bit. I, I don't feel like I have the capacity to absorb words if I try to read. I don't feel like writing. I don't feel like reading or journaling or drawing. Like none of that entertains me. I just need to sit still and I can zone out like the best of them. Sometimes it is reading. Like this morning, I had a nice warm shower and then I crawled under the covers to stay warm. And I read for 40 minutes because that felt really good. But I didn't read because I am notoriously, I have a lot of books that are all around cycle health and I use them as resources and I want to learn from them. So when I'm in my period, I try not to read those kind of books. I read books that don't require me to absorb information that are more entertainment based or just like 
If it is information-based, I don't try to read with the intention to remember the material or to use it as data. I take it in as I just need this for my own inner wisdom. I also love doing things like yoga nidras or restorative yoga. Anything that really requires me to just lay down and do nothing is kind of my jam for rest. The second piece of wisdom that I have for you is, and this comes from an a very, sorry, this comes from an Ayurvedic approach. Um, and I can't remember the author. Oh, I wish I had her book in front of me, but I'm not going to worry about it because it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but Ayurvedic's approach is no cooking, no cleaning, no working during your menstruation. They really, from the Ayurvedic medical approach, a medical, I don't like the word medical. Why did I use medical? The Ayurvedic medicine approach, which is a complementary medicine, it's an ancient healing tool. Their approach is all that the body needs rest during this time because of the work that it's doing. And when we really honor that, that means that we don't do these mundane tasks. If we look at historically what the red tents were, it was women allowing themselves space to go into a tent where they were away from the distractions and the noise and the demands of society. And they were allowed to not do the mundane tasks. They were cared for. Meals were brought to them. They were in community community with other women so that they could be in dialogue and share and just be in full honest expression of self with women that they were safe with. It wasn't for them to do these tasks anymore. And the idea behind it was that the more that we were able to care for ourselves in these red tents, we would come out with deeper wisdom and deeper aha moments that we could then share with the community that would lead to better growth, which would lead to deeper wisdom that would then turn into knowledge. And so the more that we can honor this in our body, it's really important. So for myself, how I practically put this into the modern world would be for no cooking, I either pre-make meals or I order in Or I just put it on my partner and I tell my husband, listen, low energy, I've entered my inner winter for the next three days as a minimum. I cannot cook and I don't cook. I let him care for it. Um, And I think that's okay. I feel okay about that. And I've done that for years now. And so, for instance, in this bleed last night, He cooked the night before, we ordered in food, and then tonight he will also cook again. Um, And it works for us because I then don't have to worry about that and I just get to rest and be fed. No cleaning. This is an easy one, I think. You know, I'm a neat freak and it's it was hard at first to just let my house unravel however it needed to unravel during this time. Um, But I've come to terms with that there's beauty in me just letting there be chaos now because... A lot of my need for everything to be tidy and organized comes through control. And menstruation is really about letting go of the control. And so if it hurts my eyes to see the mess, I just close them as I walk by the room. (laughs) Um, This morning, 
my kids needed pants and clothes and all the laundry was still in the dryer because I didn't get to it before I went into my depletion mode of exhaustion. So we just dug through the dryer and found pants and that was that was that. It's okay. I will fold all the clothes in a few days and it'll be fine. And then no working. Like I said, this one's a hard one for us in modern society because a lot of us are accountable to our jobs. For myself, I literally checked out for the last two days. I had big goals that I wanted to get done before my period started and they didn't because I actually had two days of exhaustion before my bleed started and I just went with it. And I just said, you know what? There will be more than enough time in a few days. And one lesson that I've learned in life is that as much as I want to power through to try to get all the to-dos off the list, there's always a to-do list. I've never had a day in my life where there hasn't been a to-do list. So if I don't tend to everything now, it will just get bumped and it'll get added to the next to-do list and that is fine. Um, Nothing's ever really super urgent. And if it is, then you can use your energy to deal with that urgent thing and then go back into rest. So you know, you choose what's best for you when it comes to work and your menstruation. For me, I just really try to honor not doing anything that feels like it's going to be super depleting. So I will get this podcast out today because I've promised myself that and it feels aligned and it feels good. But I probably won't send out my newsletter until tomorrow because that's too much to ask of me in one day. And that's cool. And that's okay. Um, and tonight I have to go teach a yoga class. And that's a commitment that I've made. I cannot not show up for that. So we're going to do a restorative practice today so that it's less talking for me. And it is more stillness. And it's a little bit easier. Um, And all us, it's a a womb aligned yoga class anyway. So women, we need rest. So it's not going to hurt anybody to do a restorative class. And it's going to meet my energy level. And it's probably going to be a very beautiful, wisdom-filled yoga class because I'm honoring the fact that I'm not trying to push through a lot of dialogue and do a lot of movements and go against the energy and the grain of my body. So so yeah, that's how I'm incorporating into my work life. And then my third one, and this is a one that I feel super important and It's one that a lot of these ancient teachings teach us, whether that be Ayurvedic or whether that be traditional Chinese medicine. A lot of these ancient healing systems will say that it is super important during your menstruation to have heat, to have warmth. And this is because the uterus is a muscle. And in order for that uterine lining what we know as our bleed, to escape our body, there has to be contractions. Our menstruation is a mini birth that keeps reoccurring, <laughs> these, these contractions that keep happening for a few days until the uterine is fully released. This is why some of us have really painful periods is because the uterus is strongly contracting, trying to release that lining. And maybe that lining, I don't know, maybe it might be that it's, it's, really sticky or that there is some old layers there that are holding on. Maybe there's not enough of a drop of those hormones that we need, that that's what's happening. There could be lots of reasons, but our uterus is contracting to try to release that lining. And that is why our instinct is to put a hot water bottle or a heating pad on our lower abdomen because heat relaxes it. 
Anyone who's had a baby knows that a warm shower or getting into a hot pool of water, not too hot, but warm pool of water, a bath can really help ease those contractions. So that's what we're doing with the uterus. We can do this, like I said, with the hot water bottle or pad, but also think about how we can add more heat in other ways to our body. Our body needs to retain the heat. Have a blanket on you. Like today, I had a shower and I immediately crawled back under my covers to stay warm. I didn't want my body to get the chill. And I stayed there until I felt like I could dry off under the covers and maintain enough heat to come out and get dressed. Um, Hot liquids are really important. Hot teas, hot water. Those can be really, really nice right now. Hot water with some ginger in it can be really nice. But a lot of hot liquids will keep the internal nice and warm. Same with hot foods. Our body's doing using a lot of energy and it's doing a lot of things to release that lining. That if we can eat hot foods or warm foods, cooked foods, our body doesn't have to use as much work to break down the food. So if we were to eat a raw salad, it takes a lot more energy for our body to break that all down than it would if we were to have something that was warm and cooked. It's easier for the nutrients to be drawn out. So I encourage you to think about eating cooked foods, lots of warm liquids, lots of heat for the body. Wear socks. You know, if you're not in a really warm climate or that it's a warm summer where you're at, put socks on. Often in the summertime, I'll even wear socks during my bleed days just to really keep that heat in the body. It will just help everything in the system that much more. So those are my three tips for you. One, get rest in whatever form or way it can happen. Two, really allow yourself to let go of those mundane activities. And three, add more warmth into your surrounding or body um, with any way possible, but keep warm. Your uterus will appreciate it and it will create some ease with the contractions and the release. So I hope you find this helpful. And, you know, I guess as my last little tidbit as I sign off here, my womb-led tip for you today would actually see the beauty that's happening with your body right now. Like, I think we get so caught up in the physical, the uncomfortableness of it, you know, the physical symptoms, how gross it feels to have a bleed and to maybe be wearing a pad or a tampon or whatever it is and how uncomfortable that is because it's breaking the norm. But then see also what else is happening right now. Look for those inspiring thoughts that pop into your brain or look at the fact that your body is doing this physical thing which is pushing you to slow down and relax which is something that we're not very good at often in this modern world we like to just keep pushing and doing and achieving and our body is showing us another way to exist there's so much beauty that comes with our menstruation there's so much beauty that comes with this elimination phase, which is also seen often as the reflective phase. So take time to see the magic that can actually be birthed out of this. This is the ending of a cycle so that a new cycle can happen. So this is the ending of something. This month is the ending. We'll never experience this, this same month again the same cycle again. And the more we care for ourselves now, the more opportunity we get to have 
a really beautiful rebirth into what it is that we are dreaming of, creating, crafting, who we want to bloom into, who we're growing into. There's a new us that's on the horizon here and really start to feel into what that might feel like and how we can really create space for that. So enjoy your menstruation, find the beauty in it, and I'm going to sign off and take probably the next two hours to just relax before I edit this and get it out to you so that way you can hear all this wisdom and hopefully something in it lands for you for your inner winter. For way too long as women, we have been guided to hate our menstrual cycle and to curse our hormones. We have lost the art of seeing the inner power of being cyclical. So if this podcast is inspiring you and waking up a new curiosity of how your cycle can be your superpower, I invite you to check out the She Sisterhood. This is a monthly membership that will align you to your unique rhythm through aligned womb yoga practices, cycle coaching on how to weave your cycle wisdom into everyday life, and to be part of a community of women that are awakening to their inner power. Remember, womb wisdom equals connection to self, which ultimately equals inspired living. And if you love this episode, don't forget to rate and review. I love seeing how this information is transforming your life.